What are the latest running back rankings looking like for half-point PPR and fantasy football? What does that mean? And who's high and too low? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ardwin. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football at sportingnews.com. We're getting ready there with the rankings look, and we're updating you on the rankings, looking at the expert consensus on fantasy pros for half-point PPR. We looked at quarterbacks. We went pretty deep. We went into the QB3s. Here we're going to do the same with running back. We're going to look at the top tiers and how they're broken down, and who's high, who's too low, what it means, and who seems a little bit more interesting to watch here as training camp and preseason develops. So a lot of good stuff to break down. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and follow for free, including on YouTube, to check us out every weekday as we go forward through the preseason draft prep and then regular season mode all the way through to help you winning a fantasy football championship. So thanks again for listening. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. All right, let's dive right in here to the running back rankings, and you should have no surprise about who are the top two here, right? It's pretty simple where we're going with that. It's uh, Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. I think you can split hairs here as much as you want, but for the most part, those are the guys that right separate themselves they're the guys that have the most touchdown potential, the big receiving potential, so half-point, full-point PPR. That's golden. We know they're receiving forward backs, so they're kind of like wide receiver safe picks in that sense. Pretty durable. They've had their injury issues in the past, but last year, Zeckler has had the most combined touchdowns of anyone at this position. He's been awesome in fantasy, very consistent. McCaffrey was having a great year with the Panthers, uh, staying healthy. He had a better year finishing with the 49ers, so... That was a great spot for him to land. He's the centerpiece and lifeblood of the San Francisco offense. Same thing with Eckler on the same coast down there in Los Angeles. So a lot of excitement over those two guys. You can't go wrong with either at the top here. It's hard to say exactly who will have the better season overall. It was pretty close last year as well. So right at the top, there's nothing to worry about there with the running backs. Now, the next guy is a little bit surprising. He's considered in the top tiers, Bijan Robinson now. The difference between B. John Robinson and me and McCaffrey Eckler, number one, he's not a receiving forward back. He's a power back. He can catch passes, and that's going to be a key part of his game. Other part is the 49ers are one of the best teams in the NFC. The Chargers are a playoff team from the AFC. 
The Falcons, I'm not sure what you're going to get. Are they going to be front runners? They're going to have to throw. They do have some competition there. Tyler Algier ran pretty well last year. I'm not saying they're going to give Algier a key chunk of workload or Cordell Patterson, but they're back. They're in the mix. They also don't want to wear down B. John Robinson. I get it. There's a Derrick Henry parallel with Atlanta, with the, the Tennessee offense, with Arthur Smith. They're going to try to ride him pretty hard with Desmond Ritter, quarterback. But that's also a concern, right? How often is Falcons seem going to be explosive enough to get position? Now, they do have Drake London and Kyle Pitts. That's going to help the offense move along and help Robinson with the touchdowns. And that's really where Eckler and McCaffrey can separate themselves. And the pass catching, look, it's going to be there. But is that going to be his dedicated role? Is he going to be on the field a lot? I mean, London and Pitts are more short to intermediate receivers. How effective is Ritter going to be in that? Ritter could take off and run instead of checking down a little bit as well. There are a lot of question marks. I think I do like Bijan quite a bit because I know he's going to dominate volume. And I, I think that's the most attractive thing beyond his obvious talent. You don't go that high in the first round unless you have special talent. So there's that that we're looking at. And the role and the level that we know the Falcons running game can achieve here with some of their offensive linemen, creating Clissard. Lindstrom, who's outstanding last year, Caleb McGarry. This is one of the better run blocking and running teams overall in the NFL with Arthur Smith. Run dedicated, they can be run heavy. So all that volume in town is where you're going with Robinson, but just be wary of the team situation that he might not deliver as much. And Nick Chubb, I think there's a volatile team situation, but you know he's going to carry the load. Just don't assume it's going to be all of it without Kareem Hunt or Deion Johnson. Jerome Ford is a guy they like quite a bit. They also can't overwork Chubb. They pay him a lot. He's a big part of their offense and the feature back. He can catch pass. He's capable of doing that. Kareem Hunt kind of captain there. And sometimes Chubb, when he would go on the shelf, Hunt would go off there. So now that you don't have Hunt competing for those key high leverage touches, either on the early downs or in scoring situations, that's a good sign here for Chubb. So I think I'd feel a little bit more comfortable with Chubb or Robinson, maybe even look one spot below the next tier. So Right now, McCaffrey, Eckler, and Robinson make the top tier. It's kind of like Josh Allen where I could drop him and maybe say he's not equal to those other guys, but Chubb has great appeal. Brown's offense, Kevin Stefanski, he's going to keep putting up those numbers, and he was fantastic last year with 1,500 yards rushing. Jonathan Taylor in a good situation here with Shane Steichen. You know, Miles Sanders was a scoring machine in this offense, playing off running quarterback in jail Hurts in Philadelphia last year. Taylor is a premier receiver. They don't have Naeem Hines anymore. Everything lines up well for Taylor to be busy and rebound well. So Chubb and Taylor, don't forget about them as veterans. Now, the one guy you have to fade in this tier in the top half is Saquon Barkley. Again, his role is the feature dominant back, but they're not going to run him to the ground. And right now, he's really at an impasse with the team. He's not signing the franchise tender. I think Josh Jacobs will eventually be there, and he's less of a concern, and that would be a better pick here at the spot, I would say, than Saquon. But they have Eric Ray as a contingency. They might open up the passing game a little bit more, become more of a passing team. Daniel Jones can come their production. They still have Matt Breida at times who has popped in there. The best thing for Barkley is the volume of the offensive line. I'm not sure the talent is what we think it is. He's a big run-dependent guy. He can be inconsistent from game to game, run to run. He could have bad games easily. And the Giants, I think, are in for a little bit of a downturn where I think the Taylor situation could push the Colts up, the Chubb. Volume could push the Browns up. Even the Falcons with Robinson could be in a better position. I'm not sure the Giants will have that repeat. And the way things are with Barkley, he's uh, not much of a appeal. I'd rather look and see how Eric Gray doesn't camp the rookie out of Oklahoma and target him later. All right, we get into the second row of uh, 
RB1s rounding off the top 12. You have Tony Pollard. I'd be buyer beware with him because the first time he's been in this role, Malik Davis is the Cowboys' backup. We'll see how much they use him. But Tony Pollard could be running the ground. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer with Mike McCarthy in that offense is something to look at there. Derrick Henry, you got to be buyer beware. The volume could uh, have the wheels come off. There's always some volatility and uh, durability issues that uh, pop up somewhere. Henry did have those a couple of years ago, so could definitely resurface here. So definitely feeling Jacobs over Pollard and Henry right now should he come back to the mix. I'm also maybe thinking about Ramondre Stevenson, assuming the Patriots backfield stays status quo and they don't add someone such as Dalvin Cook here. That would really not make us happy in fantasy, but Ramondre can do everything, catch passes, score, finish the red zone. He really took off without Damian Harris having a key role being on the shelf last year. Brees Hall, we know where he was headed with his trajectory as an elite option. So I think I'd go younger here. So look at Jacob Stevenson Hall better than even Barkley Pollard and Henry just based on their spot. And Najee Harris, I do like. I'm just a little bit worried about his volume. The Steelers may transition to more passing. And again, are they going to wear him down with Jalen Warren? That's the thing. Is Warren better suited to be out there in those dynamic situations and don't want to run Harris on the ground? I think he'll run more effectively, but I'm not sure he'll cash as effectively as some of these guys ahead of him. So that makes sense. His volume says he does still belong as an RB1 in the top 12. All right. So there we uh, wanted to downgrade Robinson and Barkley a bit uh, there. Pollard maybe a little bit overblown. And Derrick Henry, just a buyer beware there in the top 12. So we'll uh, give you the, those words of advice for the next group of running backs all the way through RB24, RB2. So for your two starters in most leagues and half point PPR, we'll do that in our next segment here on Locked on Fantasy Football, so a lot of exciting stuff to talk about at, at one of the most exciting positions in fantasy and one of the more controversial positions in terms of salary and reality. That's an interesting development, but uh, we will get to the running back next group here and some guys looking to cash in a little bit more and getting well paid in that tier. So we will do that in our next segment. I do have to tell you that this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is sponsored by Better help, and better help is the way to uh, really connect with online therapy the way that you would like it, and it's really a great experience there because really it is uh, very vital that all of us have someone to talk to. We are trying to navigate through some challenging things in our lives all the time, and we sometimes need someone to guide us through that, a Sherpa, someone who can uh, take us with the roadmap and tell us where to go. Really, I've benefited a lot from therapy, and I think you can, too, anyone can. And really, if you have never been to therapy before, it's uh, something that can be intimidating, but the BetterHelp is going to make it a lot easier for you with the process. If you're thinking about giving and starting therapy, then uh, give BetterHelp a try here because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule and your needs. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist that's a good fit for you. And if it's not, then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash lockdown today. Get 10% off your month, first month. That's 10% off your first month with BetterHelp.com slash lockdown. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash lockdown to get 10% off your first month to get Situated with a licensed therapist online today. BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check it out now with that uh, promo going on with Locked On. 
All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football, and we're breaking down the running back rankings here to see who we like so far, the early expert consensus half-point PPR on Fantasy Pros, who we want to bump up, who we want to drop down a little bit. Joe Mixon is next in the mix. Uh, he's at the RB13. That makes a lot of sense. He finished a little bit higher than that last year, but he does have some competition in the backfield. They're slowly phasing him out, brought him back on a cheaper deal, so – I think that's about right for Mixon. Right there is Travis Etienne. He's a guy I think is way overblown at RB14. There's just too much there. Tank Bigsby, a good power back that they drafted out of Auburn as a rookie. You have Dearness Johnson. We know what he did behind Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt in Cleveland. He's a very capable back. So they've already hinted. Press Taylor, the offense coordinator, said they maybe go less through Etienne. They also have Calvin Ridley to throw to, so there's someone else to distribute the ball to a wide receiver. So you have Ridley and Christian Kirk and as we mentioned, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, a lot of weapons there that Etienne is competing with. And Etienne didn't really come out and be that uh, Kamara-like receiving role right right away. So Etienne's going to compete for some touches here. They're not going to overwork him. I think 15 touches makes a lot of sense here. But these are some backs that mix them that can get consistent 20 touches. I think Aaron Jones has a lot more appeal because they'll lean on Aaron Jones quite a bit and A.J. Dillon with uh, Jordan Love starting, and Jones can have a big impact there. It could be very similar to the first year where Jones was a scoring machine with Matt LaFleur, and Aaron Rodgers took more of a peel-back role here with the running game taking center stage. So something to look at with Aaron Jones. Still having plenty of upside. The guy I'm banging the table for here that I would put into the RB1 conversation to really maybe displace a Najee Harris or Derrick Henry or even a Pollard or – Barkley is uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think he's going to get the volume. David Montgomery is some, not someone we're worrying about. Right now, David Montgomery is the first RB3 on the board at RB25. That's his ranking. We'll talk about him. But Jameer Gibbs is just that special. He is the first-round pick. Very special at Alabama. We've seen Josh Jacobs. We've seen Matthew Harris. First-round draft picks. And just really very effective runners here in the NFL in fantasy and reality. So Jameer Gibbs is the next in this line. I do like him quite a bit. I think he's going to get higher volume than I think. Montgomery's going to be more of a swing backup behind him. Keep in mind, the Lions have the most vacated carries and touches overall in the backfield with the DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams gone. So that's really good for Jameer Gibbs to eat up as much as he can with David Montgomery going into more complimentary role. And there's no way David Montgomery is the Jamal Williams where he's going to score that many times. Gibbs can also finish well in the red zone. We're buyer beware a little bit on Kenneth Walker just because of the presence of Zach Charbonnet. We're going to watch that battle in camp if they turn it more into a committee. They're not going to give Walker something like 70%. I think it could be a 60-40 split that develops Charbonnet as a very good power runner. And uh, they do have some options here to look in the passing game as well. So Walker may be limited there, but uh, Charbonnet is someone we're going to watch because he's drafted in the same spot second round as Walker. Miles Sanders is a bit over underrated, I, should, I would say. Here, I mean, he's taking a key role. They paid a lot of money to replace Dante Foreman and give them more of a feature type back. I think his receiving skills will return, come back and play as a check down for Bryce Young. So Sanders being a little very undervalued, given the season he had last year. I get it was in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, but Bryce Young and some of the concepts there could carry to Frank Reich. You've seen also Reich uh, support to Jonathan Taylor. So Sanders underrated as well this year. So Gibbs and Sanders, I'm bumping up quite a bit here on my rankings in relation to what the consensus experts are at half-point PPR. J.K. Dobbins, not too interested in him. I'm just worried about that battle with Gus Edwards, so buyer beware of him. This is kind of the so-called dead zone. We know that we picked 
Josh Jacobs from the stands on last year, and he worked out fine. But got to be buyer beware. Cam Akers, uh, I think he stands out a little bit because there's not too much competition there with the Rams and the touching the ball. Where you know Dobbins has got Edwards. There's some other guys that you're concerned about. So I think you look at Akers more. Damian Pierce, the Devin Singletary thing, and the Texans transitioning offense scares me a little bit. Alexander Madison, I don't think it's a given that he's going to get all the volume there. They have Ty Chandler too to uh, replace Dalvin Cook. Cook could come back on a cheap deal here, right? Full circle. So I'm not going to go after Alexander Madison. I think he's been less than impressive, the yards per carry, and I just don't see him being as effective in this team just becoming more greater passing team. That also helps Justin Jefferson as we're weighing him as the number one overall pick and the top wide receiver. So not going too much with Alexander Madison. James Conner, look, he's going to be important, but the Cardinals offense is going to take some steps back without uh, Cliff Kingsbury not maybe giving the same scoring opportunities we've had in the past. He does get some volume, and that's where he pops in into the RB2 conversation. Rashad White, same thing. You're looking at a lot of high volume. You haven't really seen Keyshawn Vaughn or someone else step up for the Bucs, but the Bucs should be more run-oriented this year. They have their different look here with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. They're just not going to be a very good team, so that's something to keep in mind. Running backs on teams that don't win a lot, hard to find the value. You find Damian Pierce, but he was still capped by how the Texans were not very good last year. So Rashad White, again, I think will be a lifeblood of what they try to do with some of the Seahawks-type uh, concepts that are here with the Dave Canales, the new offensive coordinator. So Rashad White may be being undervalued. So I would say I'm looking at Akers and White as the guys that I like the most here to bump up. And there's some guys definitely in that uh, RB3 range that I think should be talked about more as RB2s. We'll get into those guys in our final segment. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and follow for free. We're part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. That's five days a week all the way now to help you win your fantasy football championship and uh for you everydayers who check us out uh we will have a look at the wide receivers next if you missed anything with the quarterbacks that shows up and we did also cover the three key questions before training camp for all 32 teams so if you missed any of that series go back and check it out wherever we get your podcast here on the locked on network it is time to close the show and look at the Running backs beyond the top 24 outside the RB2 realm that we're going to consider as sleepers here that we're also going to maybe avoid. Look at some flex plays in deeper leagues as well. So let's go there. David Montgomery at number 26. Again, I don't see him carrying over that Bears role. So I think Gibbs and Montgomery should have a bigger, wider split here than uh, just having one at uh, wide receiver or running back. 15. I think Gibbs could act like a wide receiver and be key with his pass catching. That could separate him from Montgomery here. So I, I think this gap is not big enough. Montgomery, I don't see him having an as key role as we saw with Jamal Williams last year. Isaiah Pacheco is one of those guys that can bang the table for, for an RB too because, look, I get it. Jerick McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire are back, but Pacheco's a special back. He showed he can catch passes, too. He's a very good power back, very good finisher. He's going to get more opportunities, maybe a little bit of TD regression in the running department for Mahomes, maybe a few more passing touchdowns, but putting Pacheco in position to score more, so I love him right away. DeAndre Swift, I mean, plug and play with the Eagles. I think you have to go get Rashad Penny to lock up that Eagles backfield, but, again, it's a really good situation. Dalvin Cook, if he's not on a team, I don't like these rankings for guys not on a team and we're not looking for it because, again, uh, we just hope he doesn't land in a situation where he's going to cut into somebody we're looking for. Alvin Kamara, yeah, I think the suspension is coming. That's a reflection of that to put him near uh, 
the top 30 here at the top 29 spot. So I just don't uh, trust Alvin Kamara at all, especially with the, what they have there with Keanu Turner and just having some depth behind him in New Orleans with Jamal Williams. So all these are signs that they prepare something that's going to come down for Kamara at some point. Javonta Williams, I want a better outlook with him. But if you take Javonta Williams, I think you're going to have to turn around and get some Ajay Pirine a little bit earlier. It's tough because he's ranked at 37 right now. Javante's at 30. I think I would take these guys back-to-back if I could to make sure I lock up that Broncos backfield who should be more effective with Sean Payton. All right, we go next to the other Cook brother, James Cook. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to go to this situation with Damian Harris here. Harris could have the touchdowns. Cook could have the receiving role. This is a team that's not running a lot, so I'm going to avoid that. What do you do with the commander's backs? Right now, Brian Robinson Jr. is ranked ahead of Antonio Gibson. I kind of like Gibson a little bit more based on the offensive philosophy of Eric Bannemi, a little bit more versatile back than Robinson, but we're going to watch that battle very closely to see who pulls out there. A.J. Dillon, I think there was a bit of re-separation between Jones and Dillon last year, so I'm going to watch that there. Khalil Herbert being undervalued, I'm a little bit worried about Dante Foreman as well, so keep that in mind. Let's watch how the Herbert-Foreman situation plays out here. Again, Swift, I think he's going to get the first crack for the Eagles, but Rashad Payne's going to be right behind him. They got both these guys, obviously, because they're worried about the injuries there for either. Then we get into P. Ryan. As, as I said, Jamonta Williams and P. Ryan kind of have to be attached together to get that Broncos backfield. And then Damian Harris, again, James Cook, pretty close for me that I'm not going after. And Devin Singletary also in the mix as well. So I don't like some of these low-volume, uncertain committees where both of the guys can do same things. Just avoid that as much as possible. Go for youth and upside in a lot of situations. And, uh, again, look for the three things, talent, volume, opportunity, all those things can come true here for running backs. And, again, we'll get to more clarity with how those backfields are going to be split here as we go through training camp and the preseason. So there you have it. There's a look at the running back ranking updates you want to look at here on Locked On Fantasy Football. This is for half-point PPR. Fantasy pros, according to the industry, what we think here, and we'll have a lot more on that as we get closer to the actual fantasy football draft time for you. A lot of exciting stuff here for you. Thanks again for making us your first listen every day. This has been Vinny Iyer for Locked On Fantasy Football, and we'll check you out next time with a look at the wide receivers.